Healthy attachment is the backbone to our children's mental health. I'm going to cover the basics of bonding and attachment throughout childhood, starting in infancy, the benefits of healthy attachment, the ways we can create healthy attachment through bonding beginning in the earliest days, but going all the way through because it's, believe it or not, just as important to have this same level of bonding once your kids start to get older as it is in this earliest days. We tend to think of attachment as something that happens early on and then it's just kind of set for life and that's not the case. So how can we carry that through into later childhood and into adolescence? Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads. Love where you live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So I don't do a lot of questions these days, but this one is a new topic and one that I think can benefit all parents. And it came from Josh, a new dad expecting their first baby. He basically just had a lot of questions about the best ways to bond with their new baby as he or she develops both in utero and once baby arrives in the outside world and throughout her childhood, his or her childhood. So I'm going to cover the basics of bonding and attachment throughout childhood, starting in infancy, the benefits of healthy attachment, the ways we can create healthy attachment through bonding beginning in the earliest days, but going all the way through because it's, believe it or not, just as important 
to have this same level of bonding once your kids start to get older as it is in this earliest days. We tend to think of attachment as something that happens early on and then it's just kind of set for life and that's not the case. So how can we carry that through into later childhood and into adolescence? Healthy attachment is the backbone to our children's mental health. The other contributing factors will stem from this healthy attachment. And we as parents have the best influence on their mental, physical, emotional well-being and development through our attachment. We achieve attachment through bonding activities. Bonding is the vehicle for producing and maintaining a healthy attachment. The attachment process in infancy is actually quite natural. Babies and parents are built to form healthy attachments. It's as our children age where we can sometimes struggle. The big meltdowns, the power struggles, the pushbacks, the different personality types, the long days, the exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed, and then sometimes even inadequate. Wanting the best for them, but feeling like we aren't living up to the expectations we put on ourselves. Thinking that if I were a good parent, I could soothe my child. We put so much pressure on ourselves. We feel like if I'm not soothing my child, I must not have a good attachment. And this just is not true. We are putting unreasonable expectations. And then when we feel defeated, this is when some of the damage to the attachment can happen. So first, I'm going to start with attachment and attachment styles. I'm going to run over this really quickly. We'll do a full episode on this later because I really want to get to the bonding. These are the activities that you want to do throughout the year. So I'm going to cover that. I want to get to that about how you can create this attachment and maintain this attachment throughout the years. So that's why I'm going to touch on this quickly. So attachment is the emotional bond that forms between two people. In the beginning, it's the infant with usually we say their primary caregiver, but now infants often have more than one primary caregiver. So John Bowlby was the psychologist who proposed the idea of attachment theory, which states that the most important tenet is that young children need to develop a relationship with at least one primary caregiver for normal social and emotional development. So there's four attachment styles. I'm not going to go into descriptions of each of these, but just so you know, there's four attachment styles. You may just from the names be able to deduce what that attachment style is. You can think about your own attachment style with your parents or your attachment style in your primary relationship now, if you have one, which is usually your partner. But we'll again, we'll dig into this more in another episode. But the attachment style that we have growing up with our primary caregiver will affect how we relate to others and how we show up most strongly in romantic relationships and our relationships with our own children. So the other thing is that if you happen to have a style that is not one that we would consider the most optimal style, it doesn't mean you can't fix it. It doesn't mean you can't work on it. It doesn't mean you can't heal past hurts and trauma and go on to have very happy, healthy, connected relationships. But knowing what our attachment style is and what the sticking points are for us can definitely be an important place to start with that. So an attachment style is the pattern of behavior a child develops to maintain an attachment with their caregiver. These infant attachment patterns develop in early childhood in response to their caregiver's behavior, and they can be categorized into these four styles. Secure attachment, avoidant attachment, ambivalent attachment, and disorganized attachment. In addition, in the 1980s, social psychologists Cindy Hazen and Philip Shaver found parallel attachment styles in adult relationships. In addition, Bowlby made three key propositions about attachment theory. 
First, he suggested that children who are raised with confidence that their primary caregiver will be available to them, they're less likely to experience fear than those who are raised without this confidence. Secondly, he believed that this confidence is forged during a critical period of development, during the years of infancy, childhood, and adolescence. A really important point, because I don't think we we really put enough emphasis on that today, that it really does carry all the way through childhood into adolescence. It isn't just you know, you form the attachment in infancy and it's it's just set and good to go. The expectations that are formed during this period tend to remain relatively unchanged for the rest of the person's life. So the attachment between children and caregiver represents the way one thinks about themselves, about others, and their relationships. Differences in attachment styles result from the infant caregiver relationships. The representation created out of the relationships is what we call the internal working model. This is the model I have in my head about how relationships are supposed to work. And we carry this forward. It shapes how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world around us. This model influences our personalities, our interpersonal styles, and how we handle our negative emotions in predictable ways. So now I want to get into the bonding activities because this is the vehicle we use to form and maintain attachments in relationships. Attachment is the glue of the relationship. It's what keeps us coming back together. Bonding is the method we use to maintain that connection. Now, infants need us. Infants need their parents in order to survive. So even if the attachment isn't very good, they still rely on that parent for survival. And so that's where you will end up with those different attachment styles, the ambivalent style or the disorganized style, if the parent isn't available to fulfill the child's physical or social emotional needs. So since part of the question Josh asked about was in utero, I'm going to start there. Now, I want to be really clear that having a connection with the baby in utero is not necessary. It's fun when it works, when everyone is available, when mom is feeling well. You know, there can be many reasons why this may not be optimal, and that's okay. The bonding is not going to affect the attachment or bonding at all after the baby's born. So I want to be really clear about that. But this can be something fun to start early if you're available, if it's fun, if everybody's on board with it. So, you know, some parents will have a surrogate. So the parents who are going to be raising the baby may not get to be around the surrogate a lot. You get to go to appointments. You may get a little bit of time, but you may not have a lot of time to bond with baby in utero. Or if you're a dad or if you're a same-sex couple, here are some ways that you can connect with baby in utero. Now, studies show that around 27 to 29 weeks, baby can start to hear sounds from outside the womb. So before that, they can hear sounds from inside the body of the person who's carrying them. So the heartbeat, the blood swishing around, but it isn't until 27 to 29 weeks that they can actually hear sounds coming from outside of the body. So once you hit that time frame, this is around the third trimester, just having a conversation with your partner, the baby will hear that. We'll hear that conversation. They will start to get used to both of those voices. Talking directly to baby is great. Talking right to the belly is great. Reading books is really fun. Touching the belly. These are all great ways if it works, if everybody's up for it. Josh asked about particular books. I don't have a list of particular books for baby. These are ones that are just going to resonate with you. I would go to a bookstore and just look at the books in the baby section and just see what resonates with you. I'm trying to even think of the ones that we read when the babies were really little, when the kids were really little. They had had some great books about I'll Always Love You, I think was one that we had. Um, I Love You, Stinky Face was one that we had. 
there's just so many great little cute books to to read to babies and toddlers. So just pick out whatever you just feels right to your heart and soul that you want to share with your baby. Okay. In the earliest days is what we call the fourth trimester or the first three months outside of the womb. This is just about being attentive to baby's needs as much as possible, feeding, warmth, and closeness. So snuggling and feeding are the two biggest needs. And of course, the diaper changes and bathing as well to keep baby healthy. So it can be hard for dads or the mom who didn't carry if the only feeding is breastfeeding and they feel like they're missing out on this really important bonding activity. But you can work on bonding in other ways, like snuggling, rocking, carrying the baby in a carrier, talking to baby, reading to baby, bathing and diapering changes. The bond is just as important and just as strong. And depending on what you decide when or if you introduce the bottle for feeding of either breast milk or formula, you can then participate at that point. Once baby can focus on faces, this is around eight weeks, you can bond through activities like making silly faces, imitating their faces. I have this series of photos of Carter, our oldest, when he was about that age of all these different expressions he made in one small sitting. He was sitting in his little bouncy chair and just making all these faces and I just started taking pictures of them with my phone. It's really interesting to see how they start to do this, how they just start to make all these expressions and sort of play around with their body trying to figure it out. And then they get reactions out of parents when they do that, right? So then, of course, they're going to do it more. It's a reinforcement. So Josh asked specifically about toys. So for babies, toys that have texture or make noise, like the crinkling, the little crinkly paper inside the toy or the squeaking, like when you squeeze it, it squeaks, but not the electronic toys that light up or make noise by pushing a button. And I discussed this phenomenon in the class called educational toys, but basically we want toys that do less So our babies and toddlers and kids will do more and use more imagination. So you want really simple toys. Balls are a great toy for developing infants and toddlers. You can pass it back and forth for bonding and they get a great kick out of this. They giggle. They love the idea that they can have an effect on this object. They push it and it rolls. You push it back and they love that they have an effect on you. They're playing with you. This is really interesting to them and it builds their self-esteem because they're having an effect on their outside world. This is a really important activity in many ways. Running commentary is another great thing for babies and toddlers. It builds vocabulary and both cognitive and language development. Running commentary means you're just talking about what you're doing. You're talking about your day as you go about it. I used to carry my kids around in the front carrier as I did my household jobs, dishes, laundry, and I would talk about it. And it may sound silly, but everything is new to them. They love to just hear our voices. And it actually really builds those neurological connections, those language neurons, cognitive development. So you talk about anything and everything. I'm rinsing this cup, the pink cup. Now it goes in the dishwasher. The water's warm. This is the dish soap. At any age, reading is always a great bonding activity, but there does come a period where babies and or toddlers can get more wiggly and they may not sit still for listening to a book, especially if your baby or toddler falls more on the highly active end of the spectrum. And I talk about all these temperament traits in the class on temperament. If you want to figure out where your child lies on the spectrum of each of the nine temperament types. Because I talk about different ways to relate to them, different ways to build their abilities based on their temperament type. So if it's too much work, it's okay to forego reading until they develop a bit and become more able and interested in sitting and focusing on the story itself. 
Okay, so we're going to get to toddlers, preschoolers, and older kids right after a word from our sponsors. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep, and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T. P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Okay, now that we're back, bonding in toddlerhood and preschool. There are so many fun ways to bond in these years. The development of their minds and bodies are exploding. Of course, the running commentary until they start talking like crazy and then it's hard to get a word in edgewise. But we can also use what's called echo expansion to build on their language skills. So at first, we're using running commentary, like they point at something and we go, oh yeah, that's a cat. The cat's black and white. Cat's watching a bird. Then when they start using one or two word phrases, we can expand on their language. So if your child says ball, yes, ball, the ball is red. If they say red ball, yes, the ball's red. The ball is rolling. 
Playing with their favorite toys with them, stacking blocks, reading are obviously great. What I loved were outings, small or not so small. Grocery store provides so much opportunity to bond. Discuss what you're buying, what you're going to make with what you bought. Counting items together. We need five apples. Can you help me count to five? We can eat them for breakfast. Every outing is an opportunity to learn, to explore, and to build a whole new vocabulary. Think about it. The beach, the forest, the natural history museum, the science museum. Everything is an opportunity for a whole new vocabulary around those outings. Now, these are more tiring outings with toddlers and preschoolers, but it's so fun to see them be so excited to explore and to discuss with them on their level. I discuss all of this really in depth in the classes you're developing infant, you're developing toddler, and you're developing preschooler. But the areas that each of the age groups are developing in and ways that you can support that development. But all of those activities are also bonding activities. So in addition to helping your child learn and grow, they're also a way for you to connect. So it is such a positive on so many levels. So the You're Developing series, You're Developing Infant, Toddler, or Preschooler on the classes at yourvillageonline.com. Also have the app coming out. I'll talk about that more at the end. So you can watch the classes on your phone or your iPad on the go. Okay, Josh also asked specifically about tickling and Zerberts or what we might call raspberries. And he wanted to know if these were good bonding activities. So I think they can be. Um, I don't think they're as good as a lot of the other things we can do, but they certainly aren't a bad bonding activity. I think Zerberts and raspberries can be fun and they can be funny. They could be cute at the end of a diaper change. You know, something we just do every once in a while that's just kind of silly and fun. Tickling, it can be a double-edged sword. I think if we can check in with our kids once they're talking and they can respond about if they like it or not, then we can be sure it's welcomed. I personally hated being tickled as a kid. I would tell adults to stop even, and they would say, but you're laughing. They just thought it was a funny game. I don't fault them with any of this, but I definitely didn't like it. So some kids may like it, some kids may not. And we all know that tickling is forced laughter. It's, it's involuntary. It's not a voluntary laughter. It's not a voluntary response saying, I'm having a good time. It's my body's doing this regardless. So engaging with kids with humor, silly jokes, stories, silly play together. I actually have a class on humor and engaging with kids with humor and different ways to do that. That is on the website at Your Village Online, and it's included in the discipline classes, discipline tools for toddlers, preschoolers, and humor is something you can use all the way through. Discipline tools for kids age five to 10 and discipline tools for teens and tweens. This is something you can use all the way through. It's a great bonding activity when you share an experience and you laugh about it together. And this is, I love doing this with my kids when we play a game or when we do something or something silly happens and we all laugh and find it hilarious. We bond over it. It's really fun. I feel like science after Bowlby really focused on attachment during the early years, especially right after birth as this first stage of psychosocial development, because it is about attachment in those first early months with caregiver and child. And it's a necessary survival mechanism for the species, for the baby. But after that, it doesn't seem to get the kind of attention that I feel like it deserves, even that Bowlby mentioned himself that it was important throughout childhood and adolescence. I think bonding to maintain and strengthen attachment is just as important as kids age. You know, infants need us. They rely solely on us. And so they're going to attach in whatever way the parent makes themselves available because they need that parent to survive. So they're going to make sure that they're going to survive by attaching to the parent and doing whatever they can to maintain a bond. 
As they age, they can find outside connection, bonding, and influences that may not be very healthy or supportive as what they hopefully can find at home. So as you may be aware, this is what people with not very good intentions will look for. They look for kids who don't have a strong support system at home, who don't have a strong attachment, who are feeling disconnected from their home life, from their parents or their caregivers, and in search of some type of connection or attachment. So continuing the bonding throughout childhood and adolescence is very, very important. Continuing outings and play through the years, five, six, seven, is great. But these can be continued as long as your kids want to play and invite you to play and you want to play with them, play with them. If play isn't your thing, I understand. Play was not really my thing. I would do it with my kids when they were toddlers, but I had other ways of bonding with them as they got older. I love the outings, whether they're errands, they're going to the park or the museums. These will carry us all the way through. And I still love to do special outings with my kids. I love the zoo, the Japanese tea gardens, exploring all these amazing hikes, slot canyons around our city, the winter light displays, the beach, the kayaking on the bay. These are great opportunities. I love to just take them grocery shopping. Two of my kids love to go and help shop and pick out food. Taking one child at a time is really special if you can do that, if you can get time with just one. And I will do this with each of mine as much as I can. Going out to coffee or tea, ice cream, out to lunch. But even just taking more than one is still a bonding opportunity if you're bonding with all of your kids at once or a couple of your kids at once. Now, these are the experiences that strengthen the relationships that put you as the parent very central to their circle of influence. As they get older, you can do hobbies together. My daughter and I share a horse and we both ride. So we share that in common and we go to the stables together. My older son and I go to the gym together. Sometimes my younger son will come along as well. Now he's more of a homebody than the other two. So it's a little harder to get him out to do stuff with just him. But I do try to invite him out, encourage him to come do a shopping trip with me or just go to lunch, just the two of us. Other bonding activities that are great once kids get a little older is family game night. Once your kids are old enough and interested in games, this can even start as early as four or five. It won't last very long at four or five, but you can do a couple of games together. But it actually gets more fun the older they get because they can play more complicated games that are just as much fun for adults too, not just Sorry or Candyland. So this is something we do a lot together. We play some great games together. Reading is also great, believe it or not. If they will let you read to them as tweens and even teens, keep doing it. There's no reason to stop. Studies show that the later you read to your kids, the better their vocabulary and therefore their pre-college entrance exams scores tend to be. They actually, they've shown that SAT scores will go up the later into tween and teen years that parents keep reading to their children. The other thing we love to do, I love to do with my kids is we will choose and watch shows or movies together. And this is so great as they get older because it's something everyone can enjoy. And we're now at the point where we can pretty much watch something that Everyone is enjoy watching, not just, you know, a kid's show. But we have a shared experience that we can talk about for days. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think that thing that happened in the story, like something that happened in the story, what do you think that meant? Like there's usually some foreshadowing. And it's fun to have a conversation around that with my kids because you then have this connection over shared interests and experiences. It makes bringing up those courageous conversations about making safe choices or making smart choices that are going to affect their life and any dangers that you've heard about, they're so much easier to have these conversations and it's easier for them to listen because they know you care because these experiences build connection, but they also build respect. 
So they respect your knowledge. They respect your input. It really builds a strong safety net for our kids as they head out into the world more on their own in between teen years and beyond. Okay, I am so excited because of as of this recording, the app is getting submitted to the app stores within a few hours. This can take, I've been told, a couple of days up to a couple of weeks. If you decide you want to look for it, you can look for Parenting Beyond Discipline. It is named the same as the podcast. All the classes are divided out by age group, infants, toddlers, preschoolers, kids five through 10, and teens and tweens. This way, if you have an infant, you can just go right to all the classes for infants. You have a toddler, you can look at the classes for toddlers. Then within the age groups, there are the classes are grouped by topic. So like positive discipline, education, healthy kids, development, all divided out. So you can go right to the sections that you feel like you want to learn about, things you want to work on. If you are a current member on the website. When the app goes live, we will be sending out an email letting everyone know that it's live so that you can let us know if you want to be added to the app and we will just go ahead and add your email into the app so you will be able to create your own login and have access to all of the classes through the app. You can download the files, the video files, the audio files. You can listen or watch offline. I've had a lot of parents tell me they want to listen on their way to work just like they do the podcast. So now you'll be able to do that, listen on an airplane, watch on an airplane. I'm so excited. It has a great flow. It looks beautiful, I think. So I'm really excited about this app. So I hope that you guys love it. I hope that you'll check it out. Again, we'll let you know when it, I will let you know when it is actually really up and available. But if you're really curious and you want to get out there and check it out, you can. You can download the app for free. There is um, right now one class that is free on the app, so you don't need to log in. You don't need to create a login, enter your email. You can just watch the material. It's Intro to Discipline. It's going to be on that app for free. And then all of the sample videos for every single class is on there for free. And so you can download it and check out some of that content. And the uh, app also comes with a community where you can ask some questions about maybe a struggle that you're having, what classes might be the best for that. Um, if you need some clarification on the content or how to use the steps, uh, we answer those on the app. Also, I have a section in the community where if like, because, especially because it's brand new, um, something might be mislabeled. There might be a file that's missing that's, you know, a handout that's missing. If you see there's something missing, you know, you're going to put that in. You're going to let us know. We're going to be really responsive about that and get that up right away. Anything that we maybe missed because it was a lot of material to upload. So I easily could have missed something or put something in the wrong place. So I'm happy to fix that as soon as possible for you all. Also, anything that you think should be fixed or anything you think um, would make it better, would enhance the app, feedback, we have, I have a section for you to enter your feedback in there so so that we can really make this app the best that we can for all the parents out there who are really excited to have the material and learn as much as they can about raising just incredible kids who are ready to thrive in the world. So let us know the feedback if you get on the app and you know, it, you're know you automatically entered into the community once you're um, a member of the website or the app. Let us know what you'd like to see changed, you'd like to see added. We'll make a final announcement when that is up. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.